Are you looking to buy your first home or refinance your existing loan? Even if you've done this before, the process can be a little intimidating. But don't worry, we've got your back. In each episode, we'll chat with industry experts and explain everything you need to know so that you can land the perfect loan for you with no problems, no issues, and no stress. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages, presented by Animac Home Mortgage. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages. I'm Jerry Strauss, and this is where we chat with popular experts from the world of TV, real estate, the mortgage industry, and more to answer your biggest questions about buying and selling a home. This week's guests are Brittany Baker and Annie Hawkins, stars of the premiere episode of Discovery Plus, The Magnolia Network, and Chip and Joanna Gaines' new hit show, First Time Fixer. But before we get started, we'd like to quickly remind you that A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Podbean, all your favorite podcast providers. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to hear even bigger upcoming guests first, then we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please leave us a rating and review on our favorite podcast platform. Anything that you like to use to listen to podcasts. If you think we deserve it, a five-star rating would be a huge help in growing our audience. It only takes a moment of your time and it means the world to us. So we thank you in advance. Um, No more waiting. Let's get into it. Let's do it. This is our chat with our guests this week, the stars of the very first episode of your new favorite show, First Time Fixer. Brittany, Annie, how you doing? We're good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, thank thanks you. For, thanks for being here. You know, it's it's really exciting. We've been uh, really tapping into uh, sort of the TV uh, the TV coverage and just this this huge trend that's been going on for the last I don't know how many years of people really being excited about being able to see different aspects of their vision, whether they're buying a home, selling a home, fixing up a home. Uh, it's just sort of a maybe one of TV's biggest crazes of this era. Um, and it's a, a big, I guess it's a big uh, piece of business that's driving things like Discovery Plus and the Magnolia Network, et cetera, et cetera. So it's got to be exciting for you guys to be a part of this brand new show that debuted this year, First Time Fixer. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I got to ask, it's the most obvious question of all, but how did you come to be connected uh, with the show, with Joanna and uh, uh, with Chip? And how were you selected to be on this first episode? Yeah, we, um, I, this is Brittany. <laughs> I have a very sultry voice this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready for this podcast. Um I've known Chip and Joanna for several years, and when Annie found this property, we kind of just ran this by them. Hey, do you think this would be a good idea? Like, we're total novice rookies in every way, um, from buying properties to flipping them to renovating them. And so we just kind of phone a friend on getting a bigger perspective on it, and they gave us, you know, their feedback and, um, yeah. And long story short, after that, Joanna was like, Hey, what if we filmed this? And we did a pilot episode. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, 
well wow <laughs> do you want everyone i mean it was so humbling and super exciting so we we definitely were like yeah let's do it and and that's how this show kind of came to be which is so wild and now we have you know 15 to 20 people doing it around the country so you inspired this show in a way. Don't be don't be modest. It's all you. <laughs> so inspiring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That um well, I feel like Annie actually is like the she's the guts. I just kind of rode rode ridden riden. <laughs> I just got on her coattails with it, but she's the one that actually found it. That's amazing. So, so just just to reiterate, now you guys didn't really have experience doing any of this. Were you at all like? Do you have any experience in real estate or any aspect of this whatsoever, or is this just something you guys decided you wanted to give a try? Yeah, I mean, I bought I bought one home before the condo that we renovated, but it's always been something that I've been interested in and kind of wanted to try, mm-hmm. and just felt the urge to like take a risk this last year to do it and reaching out to chip and Joe and getting that encouragement was incredible. Unbelievable. Now let's just to, uh, just to give people the background in case they haven't checked the show out yet. The, the, the general idea of the show is that first time house renovators take their home renovation dreams into their own hands and experience the risk and reward that comes with trying something new. So that's the concept each and every week. You guys uh, started things off. You inspired the entire concept as we've now <laughs> learned, but you've gotten the ball rolling here. Um, and let's talk a little bit about your episode, which again, it's already out there on Discovery Plus. Um, a lot of people have been checking it out uh, also on the Magnolia app uh, for those who want to access it that way. Best friends Brittany and Annie have always wanted to take on their own fixer-upper. With Chip and Joanna just a phone call away, they're ready to tackle this condo renovation in downtown Salt Lake City. So I don't want to spoil the episode per se, but can you give us maybe just a little bit of an idea of what the situation was with the condo? What kind of condition was it in? What kind of area is it in? Um what was sort of the 411 on that? Yeah, so it was a condo downtown Salt Lake. It's just right on the outskirts of downtown, a mid-century building. It was built in 1964, and it was all original. It was actually a funny story how I bought it. A guy I followed on Instagram posted that he was selling this condo and posted the views, and it has beautiful mountain views. And I slid into the DMs and said, <laughs> I want to see it, and ended up buying it from an Instagram message. So... Pretty wild. <laughs> I've heard that term slid into DMs in so many contexts, but real estate has never been one of them. So leave it to Annie to slide into <laughs> someone's DMs to start, you know, making deals <laughs> successfully, <Exactly>. obviously. <laughs> so, okay. So I think a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in this in, in a really broad sense, because it, we've talked about this a lot on the show over the course of the last few years, you know, a competitive marketplace, um, people less likely to be moving and leaving their homes than they were maybe 10 years ago. It's harder than ever to come by the home that you want. So mm-hmm. more and more people are looking at fixer uppers that maybe never would have considered them before because 
maybe that's their only option within their budget. Um, what do you think are some of the differences in mindset when looking at fixer uppers? If you're someone who's looking to flip versus someone who's looking to make it their long-term home for themselves. Mm, that's a great question. You know, man, I'd like to know that answer <laughs> from a lot of other people too. I think, uh, you know, when it's your own, you can get, you know, Annie at first bought this thinking it would be her condo, right? Yeah, I was going to live there. And so we had, we had a lot of out of the box ideas and things that were a little bit, I don't know if you'd call them risky, but just different that I don't know that we would have done if it was, if we knew right off the bat, it was going to be a flip. The flip, I, I don't know. And and I, I do think we're moving away from like the safe flips, like the white walls, the now granted everything we've done is white walls. So no judgment on that. But that was a purposeful <laughs> like decision, not necessarily a safe decision. It was like, we wanted this really clean, crisp, modern look. It wasn't like we're scared of color. So just put white up there. And so I think we're I think we are starting to see this trend of moving away from this cookie cutter. um flip that you always see not that there's anything wrong with them they're very um easy to plug and play if you're doing a lot of different ones then yeah you don't want to spend your time making these micro decisions over and over and over again so if you have a style and you've dialed it in just do it in the next one if it if it made you you know a good profit like if it's not broke don't fix it type of thing but i think annie and i are just creative by nature and we just like really really want to push the envelope we want to try different things sometimes time doesn't permit that but or our budget <laughs> doesn't permit all of our wild ideas but i think um you know it, it is i think we are starting to see that moving away from this you know cookie cutter thing to like i think people really want to see inspired design in mm -hmm. their in a flip because it stinks to like go into a place and you're like, Oh, this is new, but I don't like it. Like you have to, to pull something new out is so hard. So I, I think really encouraging people like go for it in your flips. Like, yeah. I wonder if you think, because I have a bit of a theory that really, really the emergence of TV shows like this one are very influential in people really having more of an eye towards a style that they want to see when they walk into a property. So mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of bored with the idea of just walking into this blank slate. They want to see something that looks cool and appeals to them, which yeah. again, like a calculated risk because you don't want something that's going to turn people off necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I mean, do you feel that like when in the flipping process, do you feel like there's more of a need to try to do something that at least makes some sort of a statement? Yeah, definitely. I think at the foundation of flipping, what we look for, just our own personal preference is a good neighborhood and a house with, that has some character that we can play off of or highlight when we're updating it and renovating it. Cool. Now, when you're checking out a place like this, and I know that you weren't quite sure what you were doing with it at the time, but let's kind of pretend that you know exactly what you want to do. Uh, let's pretend that you're looking to flip it from day one, from moment mm -hmm. one. Uh, what are some things that you look for as far as broad strokes that will tell you, okay, this is going to be worth the money to 
to fix it up and flip it versus no, this is just too much of a project and it's not going to be a, a profitable or worthwhile project. Mm, yes. The number crunching. Mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely have to get in there and do the numbers. You don't want to, I mean, we did a great job on our first flip, but I think, I mean, we made minimal profit, but we have gotten better. So that's good. There's always space to grow. I think two people are scared because there's like, there is risk, but if you calculate it, it can, you know, not feel as heavy and you can get better as you go. And I think that just like anything to start right out the gate, like making a million bucks on a profit is kind of hard to do. And also like a really big stretch. And so I think you have to get in there and you have to do the nitty gritty numbers, which is funny that I'm even talking about it. Cause I feel like Annie is the numbers person. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you all about the numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, probably the last person that's looking at them, but I do look at them with you. Right. Yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you guys this though, because sometimes I, you know, I, and I understand the number crunching aspect of it, but now that you guys are seasoned veterans of the whole thing, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> do you feel do you feel like you could walk into a place and maybe you've only got ten minutes in the place? Are there big things that you can look for where you can immediately get that kind of spider sense that says, and, and this could even apply to if you're not flipping it, if it's just mm -hmm. something that's worth the fix to live there, but are there things that you can look for and go, no, no, um, you know, ceiling issue. I don't want to deal with that. That's too much roof, too much electrical issue. Like, are there major things that you can spot right away that give you yeah, sort of a, a good or bad feeling at least? Yeah. You had a good, good list to start. I mean, we look at if the electrical needs to be all redone, the plumbing, if there's water damage anywhere, if there's foundational issues, there needs to be a new roof kind of those are the big ticket items that we look at and try to budget out first and see if there's even room after that to update it and renovate it to to something that we'd want to do gotcha yeah that absolutely makes sense now obviously you guys were in a unique situation because unlike i would say the vast majority of our listeners you had to do this with tv cameras following you you had to do this knowing that this entire journey was going to be seen by you know hundreds of thousands millions of people whatever the case may be oh, let how it did be that process millions. yes let it be millions come on <laughs> we're talking spinoff i love fingers it crossed <laughs> um but how, how did that affect your decision-making? How did that affect your whole, just the emotional stress that goes along with this process, just knowing it was going to be documented for the world to see? <laughs> I think Annie and I are more about like, we want, okay, so um, knowing Chip and Joanna for so long, they are risk takers, as we all know and have seen. And that gets in you when you're a friend or you are working for them, whatever relationship you have, you are inspired by that risk. And, and I think what we wanted to show people was if we can do it, you can do it. And that there's no fear, like the fear that we build up half the time is like, not that you can't have fear and, and get that courage going and go for it anyway, but there is this, um, there's so much, uh, 
so much of fear is not real. You know, it, it tries to keep us from this great task or this thing we want to do. And I think Annie and I both are always like looking for ways, like how can we make more people a part of this? How can we empower more people to know that they can do it? And how can we empower ourselves? Like we just, we wanted to have fun and, and also just make it approachable. I mean, it is not, um, there are some definite hard aspects of it, but it, literally, if we can do it, you can do it. And we want to show you that not everyone is this like, you know, I don't know, went to design school for 20 years or whatever. That's a really long time to go to school. Don't go to school for 20 years. I wouldn't trust that person with my design. (laughs) See, exactly. Exhibit A. If I can do it, you can do it. So, but we have fun. And I think Annie always brought this really fun, um, what, well, what, was so not intimidating about it was that we got to self film. So we had these super souped up iPhones and we got to kind of be our own producers. And that was super exciting, fun. And we got to play around with it and then see it come to life. And that was just wild to see the final episode. I mean, the editors and everything just did such a cool job. I mean, it was fun to relive it without all the stress. (laughs) (laughs) All said and done. Um, I'm so glad that you brought up the idea of fear because that's that's where we were going to go next with this. And I think that's that's really something that all of us, everyone listening can relate to is that idea of how scary it can be to walk into the unknown when you already know there are some things that need improvement, need repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you have a level of expertise, which I mean, I, I talk about myself way too much on this show, but going through a home purchase last year with absolutely no knowledge of how to do a, a, a damn thing <laughs> and um, <laughs> being absolutely very much dead set against the idea of moving in anywhere where anything outwardly major needed fixing. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't want anything that even was sniffing the term uh, fixer upper or do it yourself or anything like that, because I knew I'd have to pay somebody to do it because I don't know how to do anything. Um, and of course that ends up not being the pay, the, the case. And there's things that will always need to be done, but I felt like there were certain almost pain points, like certain phobias that I had. I was deathly afraid of a basement that had leaking issues, um, and drove everybody, including my real estate agent, very, very nuts about <laughs> my question after question about every place I saw and what that smell was and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you, now, for you guys, um, in your experience, both personally and other people you've talked to, what do you think are some of those barriers, those mental barriers that people kind of get freaked out about having to deal with that maybe you've discovered aren't as big a deal? Like, is there anything that you encountered where you realized it was an easier fix or a cheaper fix uh, than you ever would have expected? I think we learned that there's so much we could do to cut back on costs, but also learn. So, I mean, I know one fear I had is like, if you demo and you hammer into a wall is if you hit the wrong places, is the wall going to fall down? (laughs) The whole house just falls to the ground. Welcome to my world. I still feel that every day. (laughs) I know. And I think that's a common fear when you don't really know what it takes to do something. And I think you hit the nail on the head, but you got to ask questions and not be afraid to be a rookie per se in Mm. this, in, in this project, because 
you don't have to know it all. And we walk in these things feeling if we're going to talk to a contractor, we need to know everything. Otherwise, you know, they'll run all over us. But the thing is, if you ask questions and you learn along the way, it's such a good lesson. And I'm so thankful for everything we learned. And I think another lesson is there's moments where, you know, there's demo debris everywhere. The, the place is a mess and you're like, what I'm like in over my head. And so I think one of the biggest things I learned is like, just because you're standing in a mess doesn't mean that you're not made to build something beautiful. Oh, please oh. <laughs> take That's notes, the the everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a good one. I like that. I'm going to. It's a microphone. Do you want to drop it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, that's really great. And, you know, I, I, I like what you said there about not being afraid to know what you don't know, because I think in a way, in a lot of areas of our life, we're programmed to fake it till we make it right. You go to a job interview, you don't show weakness, you just fake it (laughs) and then you get out of there. Um, but this is a situation where truly what you, what you can learn can only benefit you. So, you know, as you said, you have to be, um, unafraid to be a novice and to open yourself up to learning and growing and, that's how the project is going to get better. And you're going to get better at developing the, you know, the skills that you need to make it a success. That's really yeah. cool. Um, what else wrapping up here? You know, we've talked about so many things that you guys learned as part of this, um, as part of this process. Is there anything else maybe from a broader scale or maybe from a more specific scale that you guys learned that you'll take with you? And I guess the second part of that question is, now that you've got this under your belt, is there going to be more flipping underway for you guys? Yeah, great questions. What was the first one? <laughs> I don't know. No I'm idea. So <laughs> no, sitting. just kidding. Um, no, what, what what other things have you guys learned? I mean, you've you've dropped yeah. a lot of uh, knowledge on us already, but is there any other? It maybe if not specific to this, just life lessons that you've learned as far as patience or or just. Mm something that is kind of changed you inherently as human beings. We'll go deep with this. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good one. I think for me, it's whatever teammate you have by your side is going to make all of the difference. Like having Britt be my teammate in this made it so much easier to go through the hard, challenging moments, but also like someone to celebrate wins with. Like that's what Chip teaches us to celebrate the little things and the big wins and having someone to not only celebrate with you, but also remember to celebrate if, if you're deep in the process of something I think is so important. So just, man, have good teammates around you. It makes a huge impact. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Annie. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is, You can get very, and I think this goes for any job. You can get caught up in the stress of it all. There is a lot of stressful things. There's money involved. There's, you know, there's, there's real things that can be so pressing. Um, Like when you have to take a cabinet door back six times to get restained and it's the last thing you need in your project. And 
if you don't get it done, you lose money. I mean, there's just like these things that actually happen. But when I really go back to everything, I'm like, you know what, what we're doing is we've got to keep our, we got to keep the center of ourselves, right? Like we got to keep perspective at the end of the day, this is a renovation. We're not um, curing any form of cancer. I wish we were doing that. That's some incredible work. I'm like, this is, this is, should be fun. We need to make sure we keep our head on straight. That's a chip thing. Keep your head on straight. Um, and, and focus on what is truly, um, there. I mean, the other day, this is, I don't know, this may be too deep. I don't know. Maybe you can cut this out. <laughs> I don't know how much editing you do. Nah. Was, you know, we were, we were getting in this frustration and then our contractor let us know, Hey, I, I can't answer you right now. My, my father-in-law suddenly passed away. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, do not, do not answer us about anything with this. Please focus on your family. And these are the things that matters. Your family matters. Your, your presence matters. Like, all those things. And, and I think a lot of people in renovations, we get so uptight, we get so fixated on this end product and we forget to enjoy these like small wins, these, these chances at flexibility. Every single time Annie and I have had, we'd, we've had to pivot um, and you will have to pivot. If you are not a flexible person, I do not recommend real estate or renovations <laughs> to you. I mean, you have to constantly be pivoting and you have to be, um, like innovative. And sometimes you're exhausted and you have to reach for this muscle when you're tired. Innovation and tiredness don't necessarily love to be married together, but they have to. And I think um, that has just taught me so much about one, what really matters and two, like, okay, what is the solution? Because you, you don't get, just get to sit there and go, oh, well, this didn't happen for me. Like you have to constantly be in solution mode instead of what's going wrong. And it, I think that's really taught me a lot about just being flexible and looking for places that maybe this is actually a chance to improve our design or our concept instead of it kind of attack, like interfering with it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it seems like you guys have come through this uh, relatively unscathed emotionally, physically, <laughs> mentally. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a it's it's uh it's an encouraging thing and of course we're going to see more of it those of you who have not yet done so you have to check out the show it's streaming now on disney plus first time fixer the very first episode is uh with our wonderful guests here this week again back to that last part of the question now is there more flipping in your future either of you both of you uh what's the outlook yeah, we're trying to grow a business. We, our homes are hopefully next, our personal homes. We have another client. And funny that today is the day, but uh, we have another episode of First Time Fixer out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Today, okay. Which is, I mean, it's, it is a little misleading because First Time Fixer, but I feel like you're a first timer for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you're always learning. But um, yeah, that's out today. And we're, we're excited. We, we just wrapped another project and we are about to start like about four to six more projects in the next couple months. So it's getting busy. Awesome. So let me correct myself now. For those of you who have not checked out First Time Fixer, check it out because our guests, Brittany and Annie, are now recurring stars on this show <laughs> that they have solely inspired. 
and uh, we we can't wait to continue your journey both as flippers and as TV celebrities. We get to watch all this now. So, oh my goodness um, I'm glad we talked to you. You know, before you got too big for this. Um, oh my which... gosh, we are so humbled and thankful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for even wanting to talk to us. That's so no. We appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been uh, really, as I said, I think encouraging, and I think. Those of us who are looking to deal with the whole uh, the old fixer uppers are uh, are definitely better off for having heard this conversation. So thanks to you guys for joining us, and uh, thanks to everyone for joining us this time out on a beginner's guide to mortgages. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.